Welcome to Season 3, Episode 29 of the Seller Community Podcast from List Perfectly. This week, I touch base with my buddy Ken Gatano, the Hustle Bee. I've known Kevin, I've known Ken almost the entire time he's been selling, seven years. He's seen a lot of change. We've seen a lot of change together. Um, and this time, you know, I've interviewed him a few times. This time we dig a little deeper. We talk, we talk about his background, talk about his influences. We dig deep into sneaker collecting, selling, and buying. Uh, we talk about eBay, eBay lives, the stuff he's doing there. He shares some tips and he talks about never settling and pursuing dreams, which is something he always does. So let's dig into it with Ken the Hustle Bee and selling sneakers on eBay. It's always great to talk to my friend who I've known for years, the Hustle Bee, Ken Gatano. The Hustle Bee's here. You know him, sneaker seller, his buddy Hustler Hacks. He travels with his wife, JC, who helps him document all his content. He's an eBay guy. He's doing eBay lives. He's doing events. And he's super inspiring, always positive, and just always great to talk to. So welcome back, Ken. You've had multiple appearances. It's almost time for the velvet jacket. For sure. <laughs> Appreciate you, Doug. Thank you so much for having us. Uh, you'd shout out as well to uh, List Perfectly for always being there and, you know, uh, seeing the vision of, you know, the brand, the hustle be in together with, you know, the education that we provide with Hustler Hacks. So that's something that's near and dear to us when really people understand what our goal and end game. And, you know, at the end of the day, so we're just here trying to provide people and share our experiences, uh, you know, from the things that we have learned. Yeah. Awesome. And we definitely appreciate you and what you're doing. And speaking of that, so you spoke mm -hmm. at uh, list perfectly's event camp listing party. How was that for you? Oh, it was it was amazing. Uh, to be honest with you, that was the first event uh, that we did this year. Um, so, you know, um, we kind of made it to a point that the whole year we were going to be very intentional on which events that we were going to go to. Yeah. And this one really kind of like um, um, it, it felt really home. You know, it felt like home. That's what that's what I told uh, Claire, the co-CEO. Nice. And I said, like, um the people, you know, were just super genuine and it was amazing, you know, being in one conference and hotel kind of have like a mini eBay open feel like we used to have before. So everybody running into each other, that was fun. Um, and the different variety of, I guess, um, people, right. From social media, people, uh, from, uh, consignment base from massive stores to like having warehouses yeah. um, to YouTubers. So it was, it was, it was there, it, it was all there. And um, I, I, it was very refreshing. And, and me and my wife's goal was to learn from other people, you know, besides the fact of us sharing our story, we were like, we need to get as many nuggets as we can. And we did, we did a lot of, um, you know, we, we found a lot of golden nuggets of knowledge right. from other people there. And what were a couple of those nuggets that stood out for you? I think a lot of it is like um, the one is it reaffirmed the value of community. I mm -hmm. think that was one of the biggest thing that that within the eBay selling community, there are sub communities that are there that to actually really get to know each other. Sure. And that was the thing. Um, the other one is like, you know, um, learn from 
uh, other sellers that are very um, consistent in social media. I think one of the things that we have done well early on with our social media journey was like really be on point with it. But as the business grew, the time allocated for the social media was like getting less and less. But at the same time, it was like, it kind of like made me realize like, wait, we're doing this whole thing, including social media, because the social media pretty much was our outlet to share our experiences. So it's like, why are we experiencing new things now and we're not sharing and vice versa, right? I can't keep sharing the same things over and over again without experiencing new things. So it was like, uh, it showed me that it was very intertwined and, you know, you just have to document your journey and we're seven years in and I've heard people over 15 years in and selling in eBay and being part of community. So that was like, man, like when I think that we're, uh, we've done a long way already, now made a lot of people made me realize like wow like I'm I'm a baby to them. <laughs> <laughs> well, since you brought that up, it's interesting. So I think I've known you most of those seven years. Mm -hmm. You and I yeah. know each other well, and I've interviewed you multiple times. But so this time I wanted to dig a little deeper into, you know, different things that mm -hmm. are related to you. So, so go back and tell us how you initially got into sneakers. Yeah. I think it started um, when I was in uh, uh, getting into my freshman year of high school. Um, this was setting was way back in the Philippines. Um, I, you know, I got interested into uh, uh, playing, uh, playing with the team basketball, the school that I went to. And, you know, like I've always just been kind of like an outdoor guy. I've, I've never really gotten into the, the video game side of things. You know, this was, uh, you know, I was born in the nineties. So, um, so it was like, I've seen cell phone, you know, like, uh, progress throughout my years. Um, but I was really into like playing outdoor playing sports. And a lot of that was like, you know, hanging out with kids in my age. Um, so, you know, tried out for the basketball team, made a basketball team. And next thing you know, I was like, started looking at, you know, sneakers or shoes basketball shoes i was like yeah. whoa like then i got open to like wait like you know and then we start talking performance this is more grip than that this guy's more uh you know this is more flexible than that shoe so it got really technical and i was like okay so i'm learning all this but but along the way i knew that that my parents really didn't have a lot of money to buy a brand new pair of sneakers okay um and so the story was like you know, my mom and dad, always, you know, we'd go out to the mall and I would always check out what's on sale. So immediately my mindset was like, what's what what can I get um, cheap for cheap for the low? Because I want to get the you know, I want to get the best bang for my parents buck. And and during that time, I would always I would have to always wait for my birthday, which was in August. So or it would be a Christmas present. And, you know, all this time going there, I was, what I didn't know subconsciously, I was just learning myself of these different models and how prices have uh, gone down throughout time. And then finally, uh, my parents like, okay, like, okay, let's make a deal since you're really like wanting brand new shoe and it's not your birthday yet. Yada, yada, yada. And it's like, my parents was like, okay, if you get straight ace in each, in, in a grading period, you get a brand new pair of shoe. Okay. And that's how it started my love for the shoe. Um, then, you know, I, I became a straight A student with cool pair of shoe. 
Uh, so, and then, you know, like, um, back in high school, it's like, oh man, this guy's smart. And then he's got cool pairs of sneakers. So he's not the nerd kind of guy, yeah. you know? So, so that's how it started it. And then, um, er- everything since then it was, uh, my mom, my mom actually gave me a, a, a poster. It says we'll work for shoes because yeah. every time the shoe was the bribe. Yeah. It was like, I don't care about money, food, toys, or anything. It was shoes. Like, I'll buy you shoes if you do this. So yeah. so that's how kind of it started. So, you know, potentially four pairs of sneakers a year, right? Yeah, I, I got four pairs of sneakers. Yeah, yeah, every year. So, um, yeah, obviously it wasn't the most expensive one because I started, yeah. you know, realizing like, oh, it, it costs a lot. But, but that's kind of like how everything started. And so what was that very first pair? Man, the first was a, it was a Kevin Garnett Nike Flight Posits. That was the first brand new pair that I got. And a lot of the stuff that I've had before that were like hand-me-downs. But this was the one that, you know, like I picked it off the wall and, you know, sized it up and then went home with a bag. It was from an athletic club. Okay. I don't know if you, yeah, like an older store athletic club. Yeah. You do have a favorite pair of sneakers that's kind of mm-hmm. inspiring for you, and you keep them close. And I think you have a yeah. few pairs. So yeah. tell us about your favorite pair of sneakers. Uh, it's the Jordan Twelve Flu Game. Um, it is um, the one that Michael wore, and when he had uh, the flu, which was uh, actually a, 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 a food poisoning game. Um, you know, uh, he wasn't supposed to play that game. He was throwing up all night, uh, dehydrated. And then played a closeout game and defeated the Utah Jazz, scored 38 points. Yeah. Um, literally right after, right after you know the game, Scottie Pippen pretty much had to like you know put him on his shoulder and and yeah. walk him out the court. Um, that spoke to me a lot. Like the story, you know, in the 90s, like you've seen the shot, you've seen the game, you've seen posters, yeah. and in along with his accomplishments, right? Because that was pretty much like his fifth ring, uh, going to his sixth ring. Um, it made me realize like, there's a lot that you have to do to be to be great. Yeah. And which we, he has actually modeled, you know, greatness comes with sacrifice and repeating things over and over again um, until you get things done. So so Jordan 12, yeah, the black and red, that was, that was definitely a shoe that, I'll never, you know, um, get rid of, and I'm always going to keep buying, <laughs> buying those if I get the chance. So is Michael Jordan, obviously he's one of your heroes. Definitely. Um, one of the heroes that I, you know, I was, I was too young to watch him play, uh, but crazy enough, you know, we have this thing called YouTube and back in the day, the DVD highlights, I, I got all his DVD highlights. So I would literally sit down and watch his games on a DVD and uh, just start watching them and felt like I was in the moment. <laughs> nice. Yeah, because you played basketball. Yeah. Had this interest in sneakers. Yeah. And then just an inspiring guy. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. What was the spark where you discovered you could sell these sneakers that you loved? Yeah, it was uh, back in, um, I think, so I moved here in 2013. Um, and you know, for the first year, I didn't get a job yet because I was waiting for my, uh, green card and my social security ID number. Um, during this time, I was just trying to buy sneakers that I didn't have, uh, when I was growing up. 
So then I start, you know, getting to Facebook Marketplace, Craigslist uh, during that time was still up. Um, I was trying to find, you know, like what's the best deal. And I was looking for a used. Um, and then um, right at between like 2016, before we started an eBay store, I when I mean, 2015 and 2016, I got a job already. This is when I start buying from eBay. I would send offers on eBay. I would try to, you know, what they would call lowball everybody. I would have every, I would send offers on like, you know, $100 off and like, they just yeah. ignore my offer. Um, but some of them would take it. So by this time I had around like a hundred pairs of collections already, like pretty much my savings or my paycheck went to sneakers. And we decided to go home to the Philippines and I needed to pay rent and car payment for, you know, while we're gone for a month. Yeah. So I was like, okay, I need to make extra money. So I was like, oh, let me try to sell these sneakers back to eBay. That's when I started realizing like, wait, I paid 200 bucks for this and it just sold for 300. Like, yeah. wait, I like, I just let it collect in my, you know, collect dust in my, my shelves, looking at it, enjoying watching it every day. And then it turned into a profit. So I was like, wait, like, this is like, kind of like a stock market now, you know, like I bought a piece of stock and then they just increase or a piece of art. Right. Um, and then that's when collectability and collectible kind of like, um, opened my eyes. I was like, okay. And then that's when I was like, okay, I probably could make this work. So when we got back, I pretty much like, okay, I need capital to do more of these. So I pretty much slashed my, my collection in half and tried to, uh, sell it, uh, on eBay and that's how I kind of got like the first $500 uh, of capital that I, I I invested in the eBay store when we started in 2017. And along the process, that's when I start YouTubing stuff and found Glenn Hustler Hacks. Do you remember the first pair you ever sold? Man, I can't, I can't remember. It was, I'm sure it was, I know for a fact it was a black and red Jordan because all my collections were black and red. That's all I had. So it was like Chicago Bulls is pretty much um, stuff that he he wore. So I'm uh, I'm definitely sure there was one of the uh, Air Jordan 12 flu games there because at one point I had 10 pairs of them. And wow. I was like, oh, it doesn't it, it doesn't make sense to keep 10 pairs of them. So uh, I'm down to three pairs now. <laughs> all right. All right. So and this ties into what I was going to ask you. So Glenn Hustler Hacks, YouTuber, mm -hmm. sneaker guy. Mm -hmm. You've been around for a bit. You learned a ton from him. I mean, how much of what you know did you learn from watching him? A lot of it has to do with the uh, stores in the U.S. Because okay. I never heard of, I've only knew of um, Nike Outlet, Okay, right? Because I've been to Nike Outlet multiple times. But I never knew about Ross Dress for Less and Burlington Coat Factory and Marshalls having it. Yeah. Because I've always thought Marshalls was like polos, you know, like leather shoes, uh, uh, those casual, you know, dad shoes pretty much. <laughs> um, until I start seeing his videos that he was going to the stores and finding this. So that's kind of like, he kind of gave me the permission like, hey, it's here, go hunt for this. And... And during this time, it was, you know, he had an article come out of him paying his student loan. It's like, oh, he's paid his student loan for this. And I'm like, okay, this is real money now. We can live off of this. And that's pretty much where it started. And then after that, it was just exploring more within the category. 
because you know like sneakers i was really you know well versed about it but there were so many different um you know football cleats soccer yeah. cleats uh running shoes golf yeah um you know shot put i mean i didn't even know there were so many like javelin thrown like what's the difference right but there were uh i mean i called it sports specific footwear yeah. uh which is definitely a lot harder to find you can't just walk into any other store and find those yeah my son he throws shot put discus hammer and he's got uh, shot put shoes, throwing shoes, different kinds for different things. Yeah, he has that, to have running shoes too. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that's that's pretty much um, where I, I got all those ideas early on. That's like, oh, it's available in these stores. And so sneaker collecting's hot, sneaker selling's hot, sneaker buying's hot. There's, I mean, there's sites dedicated just to sneakers, yep. platforms dedicated just to sneakers. Um, but it's particularly hot on eBay where a pair of sneakers sells every five seconds. So why yep. do you think sneakers are so hot and why particularly on eBay? I think eBay started the whole market uh, early back on. Um, it was, you know, obviously it was one of the earliest e-commerce website. Um, yeah. Even back in the day when forums were like a big thing, right? So everybody wrote on forums. Yeah. Um, it was called Nike Talk. Uh, it was a forum called Nike Talk and we all just... I, I didn't actually post there because I was old enough to have an account, but you could watch, you could, uh, you can't reply, but you could read. So I was getting my insider news there and stuff like that. Uh, this was before vlogs and stuff like that. Yeah. And um, I think it has evolved over time that I think, you know, um, in the, in the, maybe within the last 15 years, now it has opened to more uh, platforms. Uh, we have Goat and StockX coming in, yeah. uh, two major players that started solely for sneakers. Um, and then now you have big consignment shops. Um, and I think the availability was open to mass market now compared to what it was before it was hard. You sure. had to be within the community to be able to talk to each other. Um I think lately, you know, I felt like eBay has lost that um, eBay lost that market share because uh, kids during this time, it was app based, right? It, everybody yeah. was like Snapchat, Instagram. So everybody was phone centric and and StockX and and Goat built it around that. Yeah. And that's when they took a lot of market share because it was easier to navigate, um, you know, their dad, their parents had eBay, but they didn't have eBay account because you yeah. then you have to have PayPal. You've had to have, you know, like it was more of like a, a grown person's thing. But now it, they made it an app that it made it more accessible that, you know, Apple Pay, credit card. It was that like you didn't have to have an account to check out on this one. Yeah. I mean, if you can, if you want to. But the and they, they took a lot of the market share on that. And um, I felt like it was a, a losing battle for hot sneakers for eBay during that time until one day, about two to three years ago, eBay decided to take it back. And they they pretty much announced any sneaker over a hundred bucks, zero fees. That's when the landslide happened. I mean, imagine selling a $200 shoe. That would be a $20 fee in any other platform. Now straight to your pocket. Yeah. Um, so I think it was 2019. That's when it happened. Uh, 18 or 19, somewhere there. 
um that's when we just went deep you know like zero fees you've never heard of this and yeah. um ebay pretty much took that back and uh now with the authenticity guarantee that ebay did um they pretty much you know uh got the authentication from sneaker con um and that's when it became a thing now ebay's back again as a major player in the game and that's where you know every five seconds uh a shoe sells on ebay so you know imagine there's probably 100 pairs already since we start talking that sold okay. on ebay right now yeah and uh so is that why you're so ebay focused yes 100 percent. that's where uh um i think you know compared to the other platform um we obviously ebay has definitely the the most users active users um so that's that's the the main focus now and again obviously you can sell anything 24 hours on ebay on a website um it was just a lot you know cost effective for us to to list it on ebay rather having an our own website so give us a brief overview of uh, ebay's sneaker authentication and how it works and and mm -hmm. do you use it yeah i mean i i use it every day um um most 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 brand new sneakers over $75 go to authentication now. Um, it started at 250 was the, the uh, price range and it went to 200, 150, 200. Now it's 75. Um, so so as a buyer, um, you pay 1495 for shipping. Okay. Um, and then when you buy something from me, eBay sends me a label that I need to ship it to a warehouse. So I will ship it to a warehouse closest to the buyer. Now the warehouse, which is which is the authentication center for eBay, I send it there, and then the authenticators verify the shoe if it's legit or not, and if it matches the description. If it's really new, if it's you know, if it's used, am I hiding different flaws? Uh, you know, is it stinky or not? Something like that, right? Because you have to disclose everything. I've seen that. I've seen that, dude. They smell them. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. They smell them. Um, <laughs> um, and uh, and then um, the buyer receives it uh, with an eBay tag. It's actually an NFC tag that you can scan on your phone that it will actually match the shoe that you have. Uh, so it's in their database that it has gone through and in the back end they'll know who authenticated it when it got authenticated and stuff like that so um it gave the the buyers a lot of uh confidence because you know in ebay there is still some fakes going around during this era yeah. but now you can't pass fakes through the authenticity and then also for sellers it gives me confidence that you're not gonna lie and you said oh i got fakes i need to return you you know the 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 switcheroo case, right? Like I'll, I'll buy a real one and then I'll return a fake one and yeah. then the seller gets screwed. So that's not, that's not happening anymore. Nice. Nice. And so you are, uh, you we're early into eBay lives. How do, how yeah. are that going for you? Um, yeah, we're, it's still currently in beta test right now. Um, okay. I think there's around only 10 people that can go live in the sneaker category. Nice. Um, it's, it's very new. We're definitely, uh, you know, I, I, in for lack of a better term, I feel like we're stress testing it. We're trying to see if we can break it, yeah. um, which is good. Uh, you know, I've worked with them closely. Um, I've traveled with them recently to SneakerCon, um, you know, to do lives there to promote it. 
but a lot of it is just you know uh, testing uh, different strategies, different setups. So that's one of the things that we're doing, and and I think you know it's it's definitely another avenue that we can sell. And I would say it's a fun way of selling sneakers. Yeah. yeah. Now I've seen you on there. It's fast, and you're great. Yeah. I mean, because you've done this before, but it's it's pretty sweet, and it's available via the mobile mobile app. If you're not able to find it, you can go there up in that right hand corner. There's an yep. eBay Live button. You click that, and then you see who's live, who's coming up, and then you can yeah. see replays too. I thought that was cool. Yeah, you, yeah, replays, and then you can still buy the products from the replay if it's still oh, that's available. Sweet. That's sweet. Yeah. yeah. So, and I've always wondered, but I've never been. Sneaker cons come up a couple times. Mm-hmm. So, what's sneaker con like, and why is it why is it so important and influential? Mm-hmm. I think it's. Uh, it's I, I think it's a giant meetup for collectors, right? So um, back in the day when it started, um, we would meet up with all our friends from Facebook groups at sne- uh, sneaker events. Uh, right. Sneaker Con is the name, but it's a sneaker convention uh, where you could buy tables. Uh, they call buy, sell, trade. You can buy, you can sell there, and you can trade. Um you know, um, early on, it was, you know, there were people that would get a table just to de- display their collection. And there were people that would just uh, sell. And there are people that just literally say, I buy everything. Yeah. And we just sell to this table. Yes. Um, so, it's you know, it's just kind of pretty much a trade show, you know, but it's all sneakers. Everybody dress really cool and fly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's it's, it's a giant, uh, uh, I would say, a red carpet runway vibe you know everybody like styles the way they do you know you got the og heads with their uh you know the old collector with their son you know like the old dude trying to teach their young buck some new game and then you got the you got the parents bringing their kids the grandpa so i think it's a really cool bonding moment um for the community you know there's family based there's friends based and uh there's business based so um, you know, I've always seen is a great networking. You get to rub shoulders with the biggest sneaker sellers in the country, the most influential sneaker sellers in the country. And now within probably the last three or four years, the brands have invested in there. Yeah. eBay is there. Monster Energy Drink is there. Um, just different big brands um, that are sponsoring different events. Sometimes there's cars. Uh, sometimes it's just, you know, uh, uh, a cool place. I would say, you know, it's a Disney Disneyland for uh, sneakerheads. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. I, I got to go sometime. I got to go sometime. Okay. So the seven years you've been doing this, you've seen a lot of change. You've seen GOAT come along. You've seen StockX. You've seen eBay. Like you kind of said, mm-hmm. it's true. You've seen eBay kind of lose the market and then get it back with eBay mm-hmm. authentication. And you've seen lives like Whatnots and eBay mm-hmm. lives and, mm-hmm. you know, different marketplaces expanding to include sneakers. So in your view, what's the future? What's next for sneaker sellers? I think it's just a cycle. It goes up and down. Uh, currently with the economy where it's at, it's not the hottest right now. Um, yeah. I think sneakers is one of the first and easiest thing to cut off of your spending expense or your spending sure. budget. Um, you know, gone are the days where, People were just, uh, you know, sporadically spending two to four hundred dollars on sneakers. Yeah. Uh, now I feel like everybody's trying to become a smart shopper. 
um, which is, I think that's where eBay has an edge. I think it's the marketplace for smart shoppers. It's not the easiest to navigate, yeah. but you know, but if you can find the deal, so it's still, there's like a thrill of the hunt in eBay platform. Definitely. Um, uh, in other platform, it's so easy to like sort low to high. It's actually, actually the lowest off the rip. Uh, the, you know, StockX and Goat will show you the lowest. So there's no option for you to buy a more expensive bear. They will just sell you the lowest product. Um, right now it's on the downtrend. Um, but I think, you know, it's a matter of time that there will be an upswing again. Um, it's always going to be there. I think at the end of the day, um, the community is going to hold it up. Um, and uh, the the sneaker collectors are always going to be there. Um, I think the biggest shift really that I've noticed is back in the day, we had this sort of like heroes that actually wore our shoe and and performed in our shoe. Yeah. The Michael Jordans, the, the late Kobe Bryant, um, I think we're a big staple on sneakers. And yeah. I think now with the LeBron era, uh, it's a mixture because uh, there's uh, influx of the influencers, yeah. of the artists, of the hip-hop culture now promoting sneakers. So as an older collector, I could totally see like, oh, the young ones really don't see it. You know, the young ones don't don't really truly care about it because all of a sudden now, like you see people rocking shoes, be not because of Michael Jordan, because an artist wore them, a celebrity, yeah. an influencer wore them. But you cannot fault them because they didn't grow up in an era where, you know, everybody watched NBA. Uh, you know, everybody knew Michael Jordan was. You know, it's funny now that a lot of them don't know the stories of the new sneakers. They just like it because of style. So yeah. it shifted from a very collectible, uh, um, close-knit community now to mainstream. But for some people, they said, oh, you've, you've lost the way. But okay. now it pushed it so much into fashion yeah. that, you know, recently um, higher, you know, higher end brands like Louis Vuitton have 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 uh, collaborated with Nike with a sneaker that's never heard of before in our era. But now it's been pushed to, uh, you know, uh, to push into the fashion end very fashion heavy instead of like the performance yeah. uh, basketball sports centric side. So that's the swing. And I think it will continue to, you know, bounce back and forth, but, but with social media and the, you know, the digital space that we live in right now, you know, so many people making contents about them anymore. Yeah. Back in the day, the content was the game, the basketball game, yeah. you know, the highlights, that's what it was. Now there's so much creativity in the space where, People would, you know, customize a shoe. People would, you know, make cool videos about them, take yeah. cool photos about them. And it's so much more, uh, the barrier of entry has pretty much, is not there anymore. There's no barrier to entry. You just have to have a sneaker and you 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 add it to your art and it's it. So um, I, I think that's, that's where the sneaker culture, I mean, I think overall it's always going to be for the better. Um, it's just going to be different perspectives now. Yeah, that's interesting. That's interesting. All right, before we go, I want to get three quick tips from you. Mm -hmm. Sure, so sure. What's your top sourcing tip? I would always say my favorite, you know, for sourcing is go to like 
uh, Nike outlet, which is my favorite. Can't be biased, but I am. I love Nike. Um, go on like a, a holiday weekend sale and go early on a Friday. You know, like we have like a 4th of July back to school sale. I always tell everybody either go early Thursday morning or early Friday morning. Uh, those are, you know, the least traffic. And that's when you can still find all the deals before everybody gets to them. So you got to be uh, at least be the first five people in line on on a early Thursday or Friday for sourcing. Okay. How about a top listing tip? I would always say um, your first impression really makes a big difference on your listing. And it goes to photos got to have a good looking photo. Um, you know, it's your primary photo has to be on point. And I think over time we have, you know, had so many different photos set up. Um, I think this time we've had the longest photo set up that we haven't changed because we're finally, you know, accepted. It's like, okay, this is the best quality with the speed of operation that we have. Yeah. And, and I think photo really like entices the buyer, especially, you know, for a sneaker, uh, for something that's really cool. You want to present it better. Nice. All right, let's shift a little bit for this last mm -hmm. tip. Give us a top collecting tip. I would say collect something that really means something to you. Um, you know, um, the word hype, you know, like, oh, I want to collect hype items only. Pretty much the expensive, the one that has the most resale value. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, when you're looking at it that way, you're not really a collector. You're more of like a, you're looking at it as a business, but I think collecting is like, you got to find something that has meaning to you and that, that you will appreciate looking at, you know, like, um, like most things in life, um, a lot of them don't have high monetary value. Sure. Uh, so you got to look at it at something that if you truly care about it, if you relate to it and, you know, uh, if you appreciate it more than other people, then, value really don't matter. Awesome. Awesome. All right. What's next for the V? Um, I think late, uh, for the next, you know, half of the year, um, we're trying to get to as many uh, networking events that we can get to. Um, you know, we're working closely with eBay, uh, with the seller community and also now added the uh, eBay sneakers community or the eBay sneakers department. Nice. Um, that's one of the things that we've been working on a lot. And I think to be honest with you, we're just, you know, it's still 2023. You guys are listening to it right now in what in in summer of 23, but but I'm thinking of 2024 already. Trying yeah. to get ahead of my next year, and um, as soon as next next year hits, um, I want to be up and running already. So, I'm uh, trying to be proactive now. Nice, nice. All right, anything to add before we go? No, I think going back to the two words I always tell everybody: never settle. Um, if there was anything that you could learn from me or or get inspired with our journey is we've never settled. So um, if you, you know, if you still have dreams and and goals in your life, um, it's still out there. Um, you know, there might be obstacles in life, um, but it can always be overcome and you can always do better. That's my goal uh, to, to tell everybody that. Um, there's always bigger and better things for you and your family or the things that you care about and go after it. Never sell for the lesser things. Nice. Yeah, dude. And you're totally a testament to that. So always inspiring and never settling. 
and always fun to talk to you. So thanks for joining us today. And uh, I'm sure that we will talk again soon. But thanks for so sure. much. And the Hustle V. Thank you. Thanks for joining us on the Seller Community Podcast from List Perfectly. You can always find us at thesellercommunitypodcast.com. You can leave a message or ask a question at anchor.fm slash sellercommunitypodcast. You can always email us at podcast at listperfectly.com. You can post a question in the List Perfectly Facebook group at facebook.com slash group slash listperfectly. You can listen to the Seller Community Podcast anywhere you listen to podcasts and be sure and subscribe. Tell your friends, and if you're on Apple or Spotify, please consider leaving us a review. We like your honest feedback. And you can always use our promo code PODCAST, that's P-O-D-C-A-S-T, for 30% off your first month of List Perfectly or 30% off your first month of upgrading your plan. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.